Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome to season two of the Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. I'm your host, Phil Howe, the Training and Resources Manager for SUNI. Thanks to all of you who journeyed with us last year and gave us some feedback. After much consideration, conversation and prayer, and we've decided to mix up the format a bit. So there will be one key focus every episode and a slightly shorter time frame. And we're also going to have a Bible reflection near the end. The aim remains the same, however, and that is to equip and resource the local church in our joint mission of making God's good news known to children, young people and families. So it might seem like a long time ago, but the summer of 2019 has happened and we wanted to let you hear from some of our amazing volunteers who attended our Thanksgiving event at the end of August uh, to hear how getting people or maybe even you from from your church to serve in this way in the summer may benefit your local church in the long run. Uh, This was done in the excitement, the buzz and the atmosphere of of an event uh, and with that, that can bring the difference in some sound quality, but hopefully you hear enough to inspire you, so enjoy. Tell us what um, SU camp you were on over the summer. I was on Bally Home Sism in Bangor. Uh, I did a camp called Causeway Primary Camp. This summer I was involved in Scottish Junior Camp in Mullingar, a bit of a plot twist. That it's in Ireland and not in Scotland, but you know, these things happen. I did Bally Home Sism this summer. I lead Bally Crock and Sism and um, it's a local mission for me. I live in the area, so it's really cool to come alongside and um, with other people from all over Northern Ireland and lead a team um, within my area and seeing kids race in our community. I did two. I did uh, one down in Cranfield and uh, up in uh, Roe Valley. Is there maybe something um, that you're thankful for? I just think overall just the, the chance to share the gospel um, so openly um, with kids coming around from just like different backgrounds and stuff. Uh, it's class. I'm thankful for the group that we had and the fellowship we were able to bring together with the kids. First of all, with SISM, I'm really thankful for a God-centered team, which is um, a really great environment that we're all working together with. Um, and also just for great kids, super enthusiastic. Um, they were really keen to hear what we had to say to them, right from the wee ones up to the, the oldest ones. Um, well, uh, in like every evening, we would have like our big evening celebration um, with like the worship songs, prayers, talks, um, and that sort of thing. And after each uh, celebration, we had a time of response, and um, just seeing the kids responding in prayer um, to God's word was really amazing, really encouraging, um, and yeah, it's quite inspiring things I'm thankful for and um, both teams uh, both teams did exceptionally well you know doing the the job at hand and another thing I'm thankful for was the openness of all the the children and the young people and wanting to get stuck in what skills or what have you learned this summer that you're going to bring back to your church I learned that there's quite a lot of young people in my church that went to Malaylism even though they're not from the area and I just would love to um, create a bit of a relationship with them throughout the year instead of just it being a week thing so I'm really excited about that. I'd just say like the fact that we're so privileged to share the gospel just to these these kids so openly it should be like a motivator that even in church you're able to do that by taking part in sort of like Sunday schools and even being part of your YF um, and outreach beyond that. I was really reminded of how I need to bring everything to the people. Uh, Jesus wasn't one to just sit about and wait for people to come to him. He went out. Um, like the story with Jairus and Jairus's daughter, he goes to Jairus's house. He meets Jairus's daughter where she is, obviously because she's unwell. Um, but he really goes out of his way to do things. And so we as Christians need to go out of our way to do things for our community, do people do things for our uh, neighbours, and hopefully share the gospel in that way. 
Um, I was challenged to really think about how um, we shouldn't underestimate um, the kids, especially the, the wee ones that actually take an awful lot in. Um, so that really challenged me this year to think about how we can be planting seeds in the lives of um, even the youngest kids in our church. Um, well, I think like one of the things I learned like a lot was you have to be really confident um, when you're talking about God, when you're um, talking from the Bible. So that is definitely something that... Um, I was able to build up like my confidence over the week of camp. Um, something that I learned is don't take um, Christian friends um, for granted. Um, it's so easy that um, we have loads of Christian friends, but um, so many of our campers didn't, and they had no Christian friends and no support around them, um, and like Christian family and things like that there. Um, so that's something that yeah I will be focusing a lot more on this year. One of the main things is uh, trusting in God, and the theme that we've been looking at this summer is just being brave and being brave in my walk with God. So hopefully you enjoyed listening to the interviews from our Camps and Missions volunteers. But I'm now joined with Kathy and Paul from our Camps and Missions department. Guys, you want to remind these guys what your role is, your title? Uh, I am Camps and Missions leader. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm the Camps and Missions administrator. And I'm just going to ask these guys uh, a couple of questions by way of follow-up to what you've just heard. And one of the questions that we asked the volunteers was to do with how what are they bringing back to the local church? And so the question I have for you guys is, how can churches help unleash gifting in young people and just volunteers in general who served in the summer? I think there's many ways, but I think one is just give them opportunity. So in the summer, they were had given lots of opportunity to lead kids programs and to chat to young people and to do lots of things that they maybe wouldn't get to do as frequently in their local church. So um, I remember for me, it was being given the opportunity and being trusted to take what I have learned and use it. Some things will be really simple, like even asking them what new songs they learned in the summer that could be introduced into Sunday school yeah, yeah, yeah. or into your church service um, or material that was used um, or even games that were played, like simple things like that. Um, yeah, I suppose our small group material, yeah, things like that. Okay. Paul, anything to add? I think there's something in the fact that uh, the children and young people and the, the volunteers have experienced something over the summer and once you get into now it's October and you maybe are forgetting about those things, but uh, have the conversation, ask them the questions about what they did, what they learned, um, remind them of those things and uh, stir some, some of the, something that was stirred in them over the summer um, try and keep that stoke that flame and keep that alive uh, yeah so it's not just a moment yeah, that happened in the summer yeah. it's actually something that they carry with them and so how do you mm-hmm. get yeah. them mm-hmm. that? have that conversation with them and, and ask them those questions and give them opportunity as Cathy said it's brilliant um, we've heard the guys talking about where they served and what they learned and um, you guys travelled all, all across the country and um, what stories do you have to share from, from those travels I suppose for me I was just amazed that I got to see so much um, like I was so struck by the end of the summer that I got to see small little, little tiny bits of many camps and missions but yeah I was leaving and the work was still continuing um, and so yes what we saw was so tiny in comparison to the really big picture but just kind of an overview of what um, was happening across this this land really there was so much ministry um, going on some of it um, was for all children and young people you know there was children and young people um, in Loch Brickland and Enniskillen and Ballyduff and Ballycastle um, where there was over 60% um, of the children and young people that these guys are reaching who have absolutely no church connection um, and that is fantastic so in so many different um, of our missions that that goes on and there's camps where Christian 
young people are bringing their non-Christian friends along um, and they're being exposed to um, just God's love and the gospel. And the inclusion as well is amazing. There's uh, many children um, with special educational needs attending our missions um, and our camps and especially the um, New Horizon um, group um, as well that was led by Anita. Um, there's so many opportunities to include um, children and young people who maybe struggle to um, fit in elsewhere. Um, so, so much going on, volunteers growing in so many ways in their faith and in their skills. Um, under fours being catered for as well at some of our missions um, in parents' cafes and in toddler groups. There's the, the whole breadth of things that we get to see. We have that perspective on it and where you get to visit like a number of different camps and like I only get to get to visit a part of them, as Cathy says, and it's only my second summer in the job, so I got to visit some new camps and missions that I hadn't seen before and um, but some that I'd, I'd, I'd been to last year and it's just the sheer scale and breadth of these uh, of what's going on and the number of people and that are impacted by it and the the number of people who are serving we have over mm-hmm. a thousand volunteers serving yeah. over the summer um, and just thousands of children and young people being impacted in different ways I got to visit quite a few of the camps uh, and just you know the the impact that spending a week uh, mm-hmm. with these group of leaders and these uh, group of Christians who are passionate, who love Jesus and, and want to share um, his good news with with the children and young people is it's incredible, um, and it's just it's a real privilege. And my son uh, went on the camp this year for the first time at Dergana, uh, had an absolute ball. Mm-hmm. Um, went with known one person um, and just came back with new friends um, but just with a real passion and he wants to you know keep going go back next year and become a leader you know when he grows mm-hmm. up you it's know it's, it's that kind of impact that this is having it's, it's not just a week in the summer it's it's massive uh, and yeah. it's, it's real privilege to see it and to get mm-hmm. that perspective on it and so they encourage churches to, to say how do we get volunteers to be able to, to do to use their summer mm-hmm. well because actually yes they can bring it back to church but equally mm-hmm. it's given an opportunity for people maybe for the first time like you're saying to be able to um experience something like that and the more mm-hmm. volunteers we have the more yeah, opportunities like yeah. that can be uh, available and we've had so many stories since we've come back as well um from parents and stuff letting us know just the appetite now that their children have after having been at camp or been at mission how much they want to get into the Bible and share yeah. it with others. Like, that's just amazing to see that that goes on throughout the year. You know, we finished our week or two weeks of whatever mission or camp we've done, and yet kids are going on and going further. And I was even, I visited Durgana, and I was standing beside um, Paul's son as we were queuing up to go into one of the halls, and he had his Bible open as we were about to go and play a game. He was just <laughs> in it already and telling me stories so. about Noah. He started at Genesis and got to Noah. <laughs> Um, it was just really encouraging to, to, to see just an appetite for scripture. Brilliant. Uh, and you guys are now in the office and amazingly you get paid throughout the whole you get paid throughout the whole year, which is unbelievable. Um, so some people might go, Well what, what happens between now and next summer? Um well I- at this side of Christmas really we're doing a lot of reviewing and putting um, dates in place and considering how we get our publicity and our story out there for publicising summer 2020 um, and then I suppose January we have a lot of focus on January because that's when we bring all our team leaders together um, and the section leaders and people who are involved um, in organising the programme not just delivering it um, but those organising it so we can um, invest in them spiritually and give them new skills and um, for how to train the volunteers that that they lead um february's 
a special date for Campus Missions Department? 1st of February, the uh, volunteer applications are open, uh, close on the 31st of March, so two months to get all the applications in and, and processed. Um, so looking forward to that. But yeah. there's a change <laughs> from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But really, like we, we use the these months, the, these autumn months, uh, to plan because once uh, once the new year hits, it's full on. Uh, there's no time to think or um, mm-hmm. or put things in place. So it's yeah. just trying to review and, and put mm-hmm. good plans in place and and see what new things or what improvements can be made or um, how we can develop um, all of those things. And so uh, a prayer could be for discernment in amongst mm-hmm. all the feedback and mm-hmm. all the conversations mm-hmm. and new leaders taking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot happening, as you've said, probably even the breadth of what's going on, just trying to have a knowledge of that and being able to feed into that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for sharing. Hi there, it's Lindsay Marks. I'm the Children's Ministry Coordinator with Scripture Union Northern Ireland and I'm going to share a Bible reflection with you which has been taken from our prayer focus for this month and it has been written by Caroline Slater, the E3 East Antrim schools worker. Ephesians 3 verses 20 and 21 read Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine According to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. In our first staff meeting of this new term, Damien shared these verses with us and they have been stuck in my head ever since. Prayer is often our main way of communicating with our Heavenly Father, our 24-7 hotline to tell him all of our worries, hopes and fears. Yet sometimes we don't pray about the little things because they seem too insignificant and not important enough. Or maybe other times we don't pray about the big things because we think that they're just too big and too impossible and we don't want to ask for fear of disappointment. I have to confess I'm guilty of both of these things and so these verses reminded me that nothing is too big or too impossible for the incredible God that we serve. Ephesians 3 verses 14 to 21 is Paul's prayer for the Christians in Ephesus. He is asking God to strengthen them and to fill them to the measure of all the fullness of God. What a prayer! You can't go higher than to be filled with the fullness of God. Yet Paul goes on to remind us that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. Not just more, immeasurably more. So often we like to put God in a box, don't we? We like to limit what we think he is capable of. But Paul's words remind us that God is without limit, without boundary, and capable of immeasurably more than our minds would even allow us to imagine. So friends, I want to encourage you to start praying big prayers to a mighty God who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And I can't wait to see what he is going to do this year. Thanks, Lindsay. And thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed it, why not listen to our back catalogue of episodes and subscribe to make sure you keep up to date with what we're releasing on the podcast. If you just click subscribe, it should automatically download to your listening device. We appreciate you taking the time to listen. We want to work with churches to resource children's and youth ministry across the country. And anyway, you think that we could do that better, just email me, phil at suni.co.uk with any ideas you may have for the podcast. And if you know of anyone who would appreciate listening to this particular episode, why not share the message and spread the love? Until next time, God bless.